Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, December 28, 2020, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a big success. Well, ladies, happy Monday to you. I trust that you all had a fantastic holiday weekend, spending some time with family, eating some good food, some good desserts, enjoying all of the festivities, and now you're ready to be productive for the new week. Now, here we are only days away from 2021, and yes, we are all praying that the COVID-19 will be greatly reduced in the new year and that we will be able to get back to some type of normal, right? Now, I say some type of normal because I don't think things will ever be the same as far as the way we do business. I think that virtuality was proven to be a huge asset And I think that moving forward, we have had to trust in the virtuality so much now that we're going to see major changes and shifts across the United States and across all small businesses as we adjust and utilize virtuality even more. Now, what do I mean by virtuality? I mean that more webinars, more communications via Zoom and other types of software is similar. We're going to see more companies being born um, to really provide virtual support. We're going to see a lot of new things happening, and I think we're going to see a huge change in the way even our larger corporations are doing business. Now, not so long ago, the CEO of Yahoo wrote a huge article um, discussing and talking about how she had decided to go ahead and bring all of the employees back in to Yahoo's corporate office, that she wanted everybody working in an office environment. And that happened somewhere around 2015, 2016, just when um, I think working from home was already popular, but it was, it you know, from the office standpoint, it was remote working was, was really gaining popularity. And then when she came out with that, what happened was that a lot of other CEOs of large companies followed suit. And the next thing we knew, a lot of metropolitan areas were, were reporting that they had a lot of new corporate buildings being built in their downtown areas and that they were bringing back in a lot of their remote remote workforce, right? So now that's shifting again. It's changing again. And I think this time, though, corporations are seeing that people really can be productive working from home and that they're even discovering that they don't necessarily need to have a five-day work week to be productive working from home. So, again, I think we're going to see some huge shifts on that. Now, let's take it. 
a few notches to the micro business side, the small business side, for those of us who are currently working from home, what does that really mean as far as the shift for us? Well, number one, I definitely think as you are creating your business strategy for 2021, you are really going to have to really take some time to plan your technology workflow. You're really going to have to look at how virtuality has played a part in your business in the past and how it needs to play a part in your business even more in the future. That's so very important. So a lot of the times you may have had live events planned and you may decide that, hey, I my virtual event was just as effective and so, of course, I'm going to go virtual. You may have also, um, if you are in a service business, you may have been meeting your clients one-on-one and you may decide you're going to meet your clients uh, virtually. I talked with a designer who told me that she always felt that she had to meet her clients one-on-one because what she did was she helped her clients design their living space. So she had to be there physically to review the living space. But after the coronavirus, what she had her clients to do was to um, walk around their home with their, with their phone um, on a video, live video chat, and to show her the room and um, take snapshots when she would – Um, instruct them, go ahead and snapshot that for me. And what she discovered is that she was able to effectively still do a design consult virtually. So she's even thinking about um, doing a blend of consultations, you know, like maybe the first consultation might be a virtual consultation where she has the client to walk around, and then the second uh, consultation may be a consultation where, she is able to then go to the client's home um, after that initial consultation with the color swatches and all the different things. So she was saying, I've learned that even in my business that virtuality can play a large role. And now she's also realizing that she can service clients nationally and not necessarily be there. So she's figuring all of that out. She's coming up with the index of contractors and painters and different people that she can collaborate with and work with to service clients that are out of her city as well. So this is something that's going to be going on nationwide, and I think it's very, very important for you as businesswomen to ask yourself that important question, which is, how can I better improve technology in my business? How can I better improve my workflow, uh, making sure that it's automated? How can I stay in communications with my clients more? And how am I going, how is virtuality going to play a large role in my company? And again, I see this really happening. I see this, uh, I see this huge shift going on. And I believe that here we are at going into 2021. And finally, I think the purpose, the whole purpose of the internet is finally being realized now. Um, on how we can become a virtual society. Now, this doesn't mean, of course, that we will wipe out live events, that we will no longer be talking to one another. Quite the contrary, right? We have discovered that, yes, while we were not able to touch each other uh, during quarantine, but Zoom really did meet a need uh, in allowing us to be able to see each other. We were still able to laugh, to chat, and to do a lot of things that we would have did uh, in lives 
uh, we were able to do it virtually. So that's a good thing, right? And so we really do have to pay attention to how all of these things are going to play a role. So I'm so glad that you guys are here with me today on this Monday, December 28th. And as a reminder, I also want to remind that if you haven't had the time to review your calendar and ensure that all activities and tasks schedule are supporting your goals for this week, then you need to make sure you do so immediately following the show. Now, this is going to help you to stay focused and keep clear of your priorities. Now, our December theme has been, you know, the gift of belief. And this is our last Monday as we talk about the the importance of belief. I want to kind of give you an overview. I want to go over some things with you, talk about how important it is that we have our beliefs in the right place, that we have the right kind of beliefs. So we'll definitely be going over that. And then I also want to go over with you uh, just some tips on setting your goals for the new year and some things that you need to be thinking about uh, from a business perspective. So let's go ahead and get started, first of all, with the five questions of focus and action. Now, as you know, each year I come up with a set of five questions that will help you to hone in on your skills as a leader, as the CEO of your business, um, will help you to start thinking about ways that you can grow your business. And this is so very, very important. And so it is with these questions, five questions of focus and action. Now, this is the last Monday that you will hear these particular questions because I will be sharing a whole new set of questions with you starting on the first Monday of January. So definitely take note to these questions. Of course, you can continue to add. A lot of people are telling me that, you know, they have been taking notes over the years and have questions from, you know, five years ago that they still ask themselves. So here we go with question number one. In the five questions of focus and action, have I prepared my mindset for greatness? Again, have I prepared my mindset for greatness? This is important because, What I am learning is that every single day of our lives is so very important for us to set our minds in the right space, in the right environment for what it is that we want to accomplish and achieve in life. And you can't do that if you wake up, jump up out of the bed, get ready, and go about your day, because what happens is that that causes you to live your life on the surface, right? And it causes you to forget the most important things. And so you have to set your mind for greatness. You have to point your mind in the right direction. A couple of ways to do that, number one, is don't forget about morning personal development, which is so very, very important, right? Personal development is all about identifying areas and skills that you need to improve on in order to enhance what you're doing, right? So you want to make a list of those things that are very important to you. Whatever skills you need to improve in, whatever it is that you need to be doing for yourself or your business, um, you need to go ahead and make a list of those skills or those areas of improvement. And so that you don't get overwhelmed because, again, I remember when I first started really looking at personal development and understanding why it's so important, I remember I came up with like three or four sheets of different things that I needed to improve on. But how you how you keep yourself in order and focus is that you don't 
start trying to work on everything all at one time. You work on it based on what you're trying to accomplish, right? So, for example, if it's my goal to really be in, uh, really be on top of my A game in time management, I don't want to be late for things. I want to be on time for things. Then I am going to improve my skills definitely in time management, right? If it's my goal to speak effectively, and I feel that I get, you know, not only nervous, but I don't feel prepared, then I'm going to really work on my speaking ability, my speaking skills, right? And I'm going to start creating a script um, and fine-tuning that script and saying it over on my voice recorder, on my phone, until I am satisfied with it, which is going to make me feel more confident. And, but I'm going to work on all of that. So th- that's how you do it. You identify the, the goals that you have that you're trying to accomplish, let's say, for that first quarter, and then you look at the skills that you need to have. Now, with that said, I also want to point out some other things. Keep in mind, that a lot of the things to support your goals coming up for the new year, you need to understand that while you'll be doing some of those things, delegation is key, right? And we're going to talk about delegation in a few minutes, but delegation is key. So you won't always have to work on every skill and every area that you list out because you may have someone else to do it. The key about being a great leader and how to release yourself from doing everything and trying to be the jack of all trades and to allow other people to help shorten your learning curve and move your business along faster. That's very, very key. So in that, you still want to take a look at what you need to improve on. Some other things that I think will help is creating affirmations that are customized and personal to yourself. Now, there's been a lot of talk lately, and sometimes I wonder, are people making up stuff just to make it up? Because I read a a very interesting article where this psychotherapist had said that positive thinking is negative to your health, your mental health. And I read the article, and I said, okay, let me take a deep breath, read this article again, and let me make sure I'm understanding what this person is actually saying. And I read the article maybe about three or four times. Honestly, I, I looked at it, I read it, I dissected it, and I thought about it, and I had a lot of hmm. And I will say that some of the information that she was talking about was valid, Because what she was saying is that sometimes a person can be so positive that they can be hypersensitive to it to the point to where they don't address the underlying problems that they are dealing with. Instead, they're just trying to think think away the problem by being positive but not ever really addressing the problem, which then comes back um, and slams them. And I, I understand what she's saying, but here's the thing, and I, I, I want to I see what you guys think about this, too, about this, this whole movement of psychotherapists that believe, you know, positive thinking is not good for your mental health. So I, I totally believe that positive thinking is necessary. When you think about it, which would you rather think? Would you rather be thinking negatively or would you rather think positively about things and, and have a better outlook on things? And I think what we have to do here is I think that we have to look at and put things in their proper perspective, right? Like if you've lost a loved one, 
you know, yes, you know, so if someone says, well, you know, you need to think positive, you know, you need to move on with your life, you need to, you know, you need to do all of these things, of course, doing that sometimes without really healing from the the mourning process can, I would say, could cause some problems mentally, right? So, of course, we do have to be careful about when we are telling someone to be positive. And we also have to be careful about addressing individuals and listening to them but not want to listen to their problems because we don't want to listen to them you know, sometimes the negativity. So we have to be careful about that. But what I do want to say is that overall, I think positive thinking is very, very important. And I think it's a huge key to being successful, not only in business, but I think it's a huge key for being successful in life. We can't rag on ourselves to the point to where we're, we're dragging ourselves to the ground and we, we are not doing anything to motivate and encourage ourselves. There are so many things that happen in life, so much baggage that we all carry, right? And so from a, a position of that, we all need to be positive and have good, loving thoughts for ourselves and for others. And we need to move forward in life knowing that life is not all about doom. It's not all about sadness. It's not all about having to, you know, go through these long droughts of stress or depression, that life is glorious. It can be. At the end of the day, I have learned, and I can only say what I have personally experienced, but what I have learned is that if you allow yourself to go there to get stressed or to get depressed or to go in a deeper mode of, of fat thinking or thought, Sometimes it also takes you into a darker space that's harder to get out of. So I think it's important that we look at positivity just for what it is, is to, to think positive, to have hope, to have faith that there can be a brighter day, that there can be joy, that there can be abundance in all things, to have hope and faith and to know that you can motivate yourself. And so with that said, what I recommend is that you do create positive affirmations that are customized and personal to you, right? I think that's very, very important. And that you repeat them as often as you need to throughout the day. And sometimes things do happen in our lives, just as with this COVID-19. A lot of things have, have happened um, to a lot of people, a lot of families, people have lost loved ones, they've had the coronavirus, they've lost their job. So many things have happened to many, many people. However, as a nation, we're all pulling together and we are surviving and we are making it happen. And so, therefore, positive affirmations are good. They're very good. But I also believe that you have to tap into your personal power. You have to create your own customized affirmations to motivate yourself. Not that you can't get motivated from someone else because you can. I do. I love a lot of different people, their phrases, their slogans, their sayings. I love it. But when it comes to personal power, you cannot exchange it for someone else's personal power. You have to learn how to prepare your mindset for greatness from your own self. You have to pull from within. That is so very important because at the end of the day, again, you know, 
besides God, you are the only other person who 100% is going to be there for you most of the time. And so as a result, you have to gear yourself. You have to equip yourself with all the tools necessary to take your mindset to greatness. And as I said before, depending on what happens in your life and throughout the day, sometimes it's an hour-by-hour moment, right? Sometimes you're having to prepare your mindset for greatness, you know, minute-by-minute hour by hour, and that's okay. But then some days you do it in the morning and it set you all day long. I was just talking with another um, member of Women About Biz, and she was sharing with me that um, she had to set her mind for greatness hourly last week because of some negative situations, and it really helped her that she had created her own personal affirmation cards because she created them based on some words and phrases that she needed to hear. And she said it really helped her. And so, again, I want to encourage all of you, just get some three-by-five index cards. Start writing your own personal affirmations and um, use words that are important to you, right? Use words like, I have a phrase, this came from the Bible, this too shall pass. And I love that it's this too shall pass. And I've said that to a lot of clients, a lot of people that I've um, been coaching, life coaching with. I have said to them, you know what, even though we go through a lot of things, what helps me, and maybe this will help you, is to say this too shall pass. It's like acknowledging that this is not always going to be this way, that there is going to be a brighter day, a brighter time, and that this is going to pass, and to remind yourself of that so that you don't keep yourself feeling like you're doomed, like there's not going to be um, something new happening in your life. And so uh, I've had so many people come back to me and use that phrase and say, Trina, you know, I say this too shall pass, and it helps me so much. It comforts me to let me know that things are never going to be the same. I said, absolutely, absolutely. So again, this is all pertaining to question number one, have I prepared my mindset for greatness? Let's move on to question number two. What are my goals and priorities for the week. Now, this is one of the questions that we're thinking about keeping for 2021's questions. Um, We're thinking about keeping this one in here. What are my goals and my priorities for the week? Listen, as the CEO of your business, as the leader and designer and birther of your business, it is so important for you to understand that there is such a difference between being um, the laborer being the manager, being the entrepreneur visionary of your business. And, you know, many of you who are long-time listeners know that that is the three roles that every business must have that I've just called out, laborer, manager, entrepreneur, visionary. And it is such a difference between all of those roles, right? And it's so key for you to understand that the entrepreneur visionary role is probably one of the most important roles when it comes to leading your business, when it comes to giving a vision to your business, when it comes to setting the priorities for your company, right? So marketing, the number of leads and sales, is they, they are the three things that we all have in common in business that we need to be focusing on. If you couldn't do anything else in your business, these three things must be focused on and maintained at all times. Why? Well, because they're all interdependent. You can't have sales without leads, 
And you cannot have leads without marketing because marketing is a system of attracting individuals to you, right? And when you attract individuals to you and they take action on what you are calling them to do, then they can become leads. And when they become leads, now it's your responsibility to have a system of how you close individuals and they become sales and turn into clients or customers, right? So very key. And so these have to be priorities, but based on your own business, there are also some other priorities that are customized to the type of business you are running. So you will need to address those as goals and priorities for those that you will need to check on as well. But if you had to say there were only three things that I needed to do, I had to focus on, it is definitely hands down going to be marketing, leads, and sales, those three things. They're interdependent, and that's what brings in the money to your business. Here's number three. Am I clear on my role and responsibility as the CEO of my company, again, am I clear on the roles and responsibilities as the CEO of my business? Well, let me just say this. I have talked to a lot of women about biz members over the last year during, during this COVID, during this quarantine, and I've had a lot of people who are confused about what they should be doing um, as the CEO of their companies. And, and it's because oftentimes a lot of women don't sit down and take the necessary time to properly build their foundation of the business, right? You have to be clear on your role first before you can tell anybody else what to do. So you really do have to sit down and say to yourself, if I were not the CEO and I was bringing somebody else into my business, and to my company to run it, and I had to tell them or give them a list of bullet points of what I expected of them, what would it be? Whatever that is, that's what you need to be doing right now. So I encourage all of you, please, ladies, do not allow 2020 to leave without you writing out a clear role and responsibilities for yourself. You need to know what your position description is all about. And it's not permanent. You can change it. You can enhance it. You can make it a little bit different. Um, but you need to know. And why so many business women refuse to do this, I have absolutely no idea. It, it, it baffles me. However, what I want you to understand is that you can't be intimidated by creating your own position description, you cannot. You can't be scared either because a lot of it, for those people who haven't created their position description, a lot of it has to do with fear. A lot of it's like, well, if I write down on paper what my, what my position description is and what I'm supposed to be doing, I then commit myself really to this business, and then I also – possibly point out weak spots of things that I have never done, and I don't want to look at that. You see, one of the things I've learned about us as women, this is something that we all share. Not, not every woman shares this, but a large portion of us do share this, and I've learned is that we have a tendency to run away from things that overwhelm us. 
We have a tendency to ignore things that overwhelm us, right? For example, we ignore our business checking accounts if we feel we don't have any money in the business checking account. But we can't ignore the business checking account because if we have written checks off of the account and don't know what's in it, well, need I say more? You know what happens at that point. So we have to be very cognizant, very alert, very aware, very responsible when it comes to being the CEO. And whether you like it or not, when you birth a business, you are responsible for it. You have to be responsible for it because nobody else is going to grow that business. It is dependent upon you, right? So I like to think of a business as a baby. I liken it to the same thing. When you come up with an idea, you birth that business. Now that business is in its infancy stage, and it's re- you're responsible for feeding that baby, for giving that baby food. And in a business, that food is investing your funds, your money into it. You're responsible for marketing it so that you, it can nourish that business and it can attract other people to it to generate those leads. You're responsible for all of that. So it's key. So I am challenging all of you who are listening on the show today that if you have not created a position description for yourself of of being the CEO of your company, now is the time to do it. I don't even think you can create a strategy without knowing who you are and what your responsibility is to the business. So you've got to do that. And I just recommend that you just create a bullet point list of items. And think of it in these terms. What is my responsibility daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly? Okay, think about think about it from that perspective. And then, you know, add annually in there. So very important. Again, I don't think that you can move forward with doing a strategic plan for 2021 without really being clear on your role and your responsibility as the CEO. Here's number four. What task will I be delegating to others and following through on? Now, I want to stop right here for a minute because this question is key. So let me repeat it. What task will I be delegating to others and following through on? This is very, very key. Why? Because if you are planning to take your business to the next level, if you are planning to generate a six-figure income and higher, you can't do everything by yourself. You see, that's the whole secret to growing and scaling your business. You can't do everything by yourself. So when you are clear on your role and responsibility, then you can write different roles and responsibilities for other uh, positions in your company, whether it's a contracting position or whether someone's going to help you or whether you're going to hire somebody part-time or full-time. But you can then better understand what they should be doing. But delegating is very important because oftentimes as the owner, one of the biggest reasons why the company is not growing is because the owner of the business is trying to do all of the laborer role. Remember those three roles I talked about, laborer, manager, entrepreneur, visionary? So oftentimes 
the owner should be in the entrepreneur visionary role, setting the pace for the company, being the ambassador, setting those sales goals, over, overviewing and overseeing, right? But so oftentimes, most of the time for small micro-business owners, home-based business owners, a lot of the times we go back to that labor role where we're doing everything. And so as a result, only when there's an urgency or an emergency or money stops coming in do we stop and jump back into the CEO role and take a look at what, what needs to be done. You can't do that. So delegation has to be a big part of growing your business. It means that there's a lot of small tasks that you no longer should be doing possibly, but you should be delegating to a virtual assistant or someone else. And, you know, at the end of the day, I don't want to hear anybody say, well, I don't know if I have the money to do it because, you know, we give too much credence to money. We give too much power to money, which is something that is not even um, a, live, a, a, a live person, a live being. It's an intangible object. So we need to take take over and realize that money doesn't make us, we make it, and not allow money to be an excuse for every single thing that comes up in our business. So as a result, you need to have a delegation system. You need to start off small. Even if it's bringing on a virtual assistant two to three hours a week, you need to do that in order to start positioning yourself to be a more responsible CEO. Now, as you create a delegation system, you also have to remember that you need to carry the system all the way through and not advocate any task or project to anyone. If you guys know, I've been harping on this word abdication all year long because it's a huge difference between delegating and advocating. Delegating is when you are giving and assigning a task to someone with accountability, with a description, with expectations, with milestones. You are, you are not handing it over without anything. You are handing it over with preparedness. But abdication is when you totally hand over something to someone without expectation. You're expecting them to care more about the project that you've given them than you are. And that just is not a good way to be. So you need to understand that before you delegate, Number one, you really need to be clear on what you're going to delegate and set a system. Not only should you have a delegation system, but before you delegate, you really have to have a power team in place. Now, what is a power team? A power team is a group of individuals that could be employees, subcontractors, virtual assistants, one-off hires. It could, it could be a, a multitude of different type of people that you bring on board, but you have vetted them. What does that mean? Vetting means that you have checked them out, you've checked out references, you have discussed with them your needs, you know what they charge, and they are aware of who you are, your business, and, the, and what you like and how you like things done, so that when you are ready to assign a task and delegate it to them, They'll just say, oh, hello, hey, how are you doing? Okay, sure, I can take care of this for you. And then you can give them, hey, here's a description of the task that I need or the project. Here's, uh, here's when I will need the project completed. And these are the two dates that I want to have follow-up calls with you to see what you've done so far. That way the person is being held accountable, right? 
And last but not least, in the five questions of focus and action is the question, am I clear on my business finances? So one of the things I want to let you ladies know is that you have to set sales goals for the new year. You can't just say, I want to make a lot of money or I want to make some money, but I think it's important for you to be on purpose with everything that you do, okay? So am I clear on my business finances? It's all about making sure that you have in place a bookkeeping system, right? Now, QuickBooks has a really good um, product, and I think it's only $12 a month for, for, the, for the QuickBooks business. I think it's for the, like solo entrepreneurs, but it's a good system. It's everything you pretty much most small businesses would need, right? And so it's something that you should consider doing if you don't have a bookkeeping system set up. If $12 is not in your budget, hey, it's okay. Guess what? All you need to do is use a Google Sheet, a Google Spreadsheet, and create kind of like a sales incoming and expenses and fill it out. And we are going to be giving some beginner courses on how to use Google Sheets. We're going to be giving some courses in January on on doing your cash flow. Uh, so I think it's very important. You guys stay attuned to womenaboutbiz.net and all of the events that we have coming up for January because the whole month of January is all about preparedness, setting your goals, but also being prepared and how to do a lot of the foundational things that you need that are going to help you to generate income for the new year. Also, accounts payable. I think it's just too many businesswomen that are not clear on how much money they have leaving out of their business, right? So one of the things I think is very important for you before this year ends, so yeah, that means this week, you really need to get into your PayPal accounts, all of your virtual accounts. You need to get into your um, email for the month and just start looking at notifications about the money that's leaving out of your account because you've signed up for a subscription, a membership of some kind. You need to be taking a look at all of that and making a decision on whether or not these things need to be kept ongoing or whether for the time you're going to cancel them out, right? I've helped a lot of women to see and understand when they say they, they're not making an income. I've helped people to find hundreds and, yes, even thousands of dollars a month in accounts payables that they can cancel out and start paying themselves. And so, again, you really have to pay attention to the amount of money that's leaving out of your accounts, okay? Cash flow analysis. Now, it is my recommendation that you become the queen of cash flow. I think every businesswoman needs to understand and know that while there are a lot of things, a lot of people that will lie to you in this world, the one thing that will never lie to you is numbers. Numbers will never lie to you. They are factual, they're scientific, they're evidential. So what you need to know and understand is how to prepare a cash flow. And the cash flow is simply a spreadsheet where you have at the beginning of it 
the amount of money being brought in that's from your sales, from your different products. And then below that, you have the amount of money that's leaving out, better known as the account payables, right? All of the money that's leaving out. Now, you can use a cash flow in different ways. You can use a projected cash flow. A projected cash flow is very good if you're trying to determine whether or not you should do something or whether you should bring on another service or whether you should uh, per- make another big purchase of some kind. Cash flow, projected cash flows help you to make decisions. The other thing that I love about projected cash flows is that projected cash flows can help you to set your goals and, and help you to generate large amounts of money based on how you adjust the numbers. If you say you want to um, generate $350,000 for 2021, that means take home, you can start adjusting the numbers on your cash flow and figuring out how you're going to make that happen. Maybe the um, uh, products or the services that you're selling are too low of cost to generate the kind of money you are looking for, so you're going to have to increase that, uh, or you're going to have to create packages that are costing more. You've got to figure out how much you want to generate and then do a cash flow analysis to make it happen. That's very, very key. And a lot of people don't understand that. Okay, a lot of people don't understand it, and as a result, they go throughout the year not being clear on their sales goals and what they're trying to bring in. So here's the thing. When you know how much money you want to make, when you did a projected cash flow, and and you're very clear on the amount of products you need to sell in order for you to make that amount of money, guess what happens? Now you are able to figure out how much money you need to be putting into marketing. You're now able to figure out other uh, other budgets that you need to set in order for the business to be whole and to move forward and to grow. Very, very key. Some other types of cash flow analysis include a balance sheet. Um, a balance sheet basically is a real-time cash flow that shows the money coming in and out and how much money is left in the account. So that's one kind of cash flow. And then in addition to that, you can have another real-time cash flow that can function as your bookkeeping cash flow, right? You can, um, you can set up a spreadsheet to do that. So there's no excuse for not having a bookkeeping system. It's just that we need to really get in the habit of a bookkeeping system. So again, I I want to encourage all of you to make sure, okay, to make sure that you become the queen of cash flow and that you develop a strong mindset and strong habits to being uh, a person who trusts the numbers and allow the numbers to help you make solid decisions for your business as we bring in the new year. So there you have it, ladies, the five questions of focus and action. I'll go ahead and quickly repeat them since this is the last Monday um, that I will be repeating these particular questions. Number one, have I prepared my mindset for greatness? Number two, What are my goals and priorities for the week? Number three, am I clear on my role and responsibility as the CEO? Number four, what tasks will I be delegating to others and following through on? And number five, am I clear on my business finances? There you have it, ladies. 
Thank you so much to all of you who have been following and utilizing the five questions of focus and action to prepare yourself and to strengthen yourself as the CEO of your business. So use these questions anytime that you need to. And stay tuned for next Monday when we will be introducing the newest questions of um, really helping yourself to be a better CEO. Thank all of you who've been listening to the show this year. We are now getting ready to go. Um, I believe this is year number 13. Oh my gosh. Year number 13 coming up for the Successful Woman radio show that we've been on the air live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern time. And for those of you who are new to the show, Successful Woman Radio is all about providing you, the businesswoman, with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life generating the income that you desire. So ladies, make sure that you continue to mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 noon Eastern and be empowered with information that you will be able to put to use in your business, guess what, right away. If you are interested in being on the Successful Woman radio show, we have um, our segment that we are going to actually start having every Monday instead of just one Monday out of the month every now and then. We're going to be pretty consistent with it um, and bring on women who are making it happen in their lives and their business. And this doesn't mean you have to be, you know, a millionaire or even a hundred thousandaire to, to do that. We want women who are sincere, authentic, and real and who are willing to share. So if you're interested in being on the Successful Woman Radio Show during our Women Making It happen segment, we love to hear from you. You can simply email us at uh, member support, that's member support at womenaboutbiz.net. Again, member support at womenaboutbiz.net. You can let us know about someone you think would be great on the show or you uh, can let us know that you would like to be on the show and what you would like to be featured on. So, again, um, you can email us at member support at womenaboutbiz, that's B-I-Z as in zebra, womenaboutbiz.net, member support at womenaboutbiz.net. Now, we're going to go ahead now and talk about the, the, the gift of belief, you know, and I've been having some great feedback all month long. People have been emailing and chatting with me via text and, and saying that they really, really enjoy uh, this particular topic. And the gift of belief is all about recognizing and understanding that we are responsible for what we believe. We are responsible for creating new beliefs to support what it is that we want in our life and in our business. We're responsible for that. And so I want to just kind of go over as some reminders um, of things that we have discussed over the past shows, and then you can listen to the previous broadcast by visiting SuccessfulWomanRadio.com. Again, you can visit SuccessfulWomanRadio.com, which will take you to the exact page where you can click on the player and listen to some previous broadcasts. And, of course, for those of you who have an iPhone, you can go into podcast and look up Successful Woman Radio, three separate words. Uh, if you have Stitcher, the app, for those of you who are Android, uh, then you can also look up Successful uh, Woman Radio. You can 
also go to iHeartRadio as well and listen to the show, um, the bro- previous broadcast of the show as well. So we're we're located uh, in a lot of areas. Um, and a lot of players over the Internet. And so, again, uh, you will be able to go back and listen to previous broadcasts. And, and again, we have a player on our Women About Biz site. And if you go to SuccessfulWomanRadio.com, then you will be able to identify and listen to previous broadcasts and take good notes on that as well. So what is belief? What is it? Right? We've talked about that on previous shows, but what is belief? Well, belief is basically a compilation of thoughts that are formed as an opinion, and, and the thoughts are repeated to the point of emotion that it generates a habit of thinking in that way, and it forms a belief. That's what a belief is. And so beliefs aren't always true. Beliefs aren't always factual or evidential. They are not. But guess what? What you have to understand is not only what a belief is, but you have to understand why do you believe what you believe. You have to understand how your beliefs have been formed. And oftentimes, first of all, your beliefs are formed from when you were a child. There were certain things that your parents taught you. They may have been correct and they may have not been correct, but you believed it because they were the people who brought you up and those were the only people that you could learn from at the time. But then as you began to have friends in school, then guess what? Their beliefs, their thoughts and opinions impressed upon you as well. And then you adopted maybe some of the beliefs from them as well. And then as you grew up into a, an adolescent and a preteen, then you really started forming your belief, your likes and your dislikes, who you liked, who you didn't like, and why. And then you also started looking at other things that you didn't or did believe in. And then as you became a full-blown teenager, you know, 14, 15, 16 through 18, your beliefs really began to form then and Based on previous beliefs and where and, and, and your environment, the environment that you lived in and what your parents taught you and the culture that you grew up in, you had certain beliefs at that point as well. But here's what you need to understand. Then as you became an adult, there were certain experiences, certain relationships, certain environments that you put yourself in that also contributed to your beliefs. So, If you have not succeeded in the things that you wanted to succeed in, if you have not gotten to the place financially that you have that that you wanted to get in, a lot of the times it has to do with the fact that there are beliefs that you are holding on to that are not supporting what it is that you want in life. You can say all day long that you want to be a millionaire. But the beliefs that you hold in your subconscious mind may be preventing you in the conscious mind from becoming a millionaire. A lot of people that I grew up with remember all too well the fire brimstone preaching where, you know, preachers preached about, you know, the, the, uh, the eye of the needle and it's hard for a rich man to get into heaven and all of that good stuff. And to the point where people were scared to make money, any money outside of 
money that would sustain them to live. And so, again, you know, that was really wrong to scare people into not being wealthy, to scare people into not being rich, you know. But at the same time, I think it's important that, that we overcome those kind of thoughts right, that we overcome them. And then there are some people who believe that there is a possibility, for example, to be a millionaire, but not just, not just for them. They believe someone else can be a millionaire, but not for them, right? And so you really have to really set yourself down. I think when you, this year when you are looking at setting your goals for 2021, for every goal that you want to accomplish, I really think you need to ask yourself, do I have the right belief in place or the right beliefs with an S in place to accomplish this goal? Do I have that in place? Because there's something awry in my belief system about certain things that prevented me from really accomplishing the goal. Now, earlier in one of our broadcasts this month, I asked the question, and I put the scenario out there, and a lot of people participated. And I said, what if you were called by your banker, and they said, listen, you have a million dollars in your account, but we, 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 will, we will go ahead and clear it and let it stay in your account, but we need you to get up here to the bank in 15 minutes because the money is here. The banker has verified why the money is in your account. He's told you that, it, that the money is yours, but there are some things that you must do. You know, you've got to bring a birth certificate. You've got to bring a passport or, or a driver's license. You've got to bring all this stuff, gather it, and get on up there in the next 15 minutes, right? Uh, because it was a deadline and they didn't realize it, so now they're calling you. Now, that's the scenario. So what would you do? Do you believe the banker enough to make it happen, or do you believe, not that's a fraud, ain't nobody putting no million dollars in my account. It's not a million dollars. And there are, are because it's the bank, and they've, they've verified everything for you, and they've called you and asked you to come up, what are you going to do? Because you're wasting time trying to think whether it's real or not. Do you believe it? If you believe it, how will you get there in 15 minutes if you feel the bank is further than that from you? And you're not dressed because it's early in the morning and you're not dressed. What will you do? Well, people said a lot of different things. People, uh, it was kind of uh, it was kind of cute and funny. A lot of people said different things, and I think a lot of people agreed. Hey, if I have my pajamas on, I'll just put on a robe or put on a coat over that and put on some shoes, some tennis shoes, some socks with the pajamas and the coat, and off I go to the bank. Right? I can worry about being embarrassed later. And, you know, people gave some good answers. They said some good things. And at the end of the day, it was that people were going to do whatever they had to do to get there. You see, it's that same belief level of that kind that you have to have for each one of the goals that you want to accomplish moving into 2021, right? It's for, it's for each goal that you want. So as you look at your goals and how you're going to set your goals for your business for 2021, the first thing I want you to understand is that, again, for every goal, you must ask yourself, do I have the belief to make this goal happen? Because 
I have realized that success and becoming wealthy has nothing to do with all of the tools and the resources and all of those different things, but it, 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 as much as it has to do with your, your mindset, your belief. And belief is all about taking action. It always has and always will be because if you believe in something, you are going to take action to it. You're not going to let anyone discourage you. You're going to move forward, and you're going to make it happen. And I want to give you guys the definition of unshakable faith. It's such a beautiful combination of words and something that has taken me far in my life. But you have to have that dose of unshakable faith because that is the type of belief that you need. Unshakable faith is a level of belief so deeply rooted within you that it compels you to take swift and immediate action on all of your dreams and all of your goals. It compels you, meaning you can't even sleep sometimes because you've got to get up right. You've got to get up and take some action because it, it just fills you with energy. You see, it is that level of belief that we need to have in ourselves in order to get ourselves to the next level to make some things happen. So as you go into 2021, My dear sisters, it's so important for you to have the right belief in yourself, right? It's so important for you to understand and to know that you too can make it happen in your business, that you can be a multiple six-figure earner, that you can be a seven-figure earner, that you can be successful in your business because you already have within you the power, the ability to make it happen, but it must come from within. And that starts with your thoughts, it starts with your actions, and it starts with the beliefs that you have set for yourself to support the goals, your dreams, the things that you want to happen for 2021. So as we are ending our last show For this year, I want to give you these five things that I think are just so very, very important when it comes to setting goals, okay? Five things when it comes to setting goals. Number one, I think that you need to understand the hierarchy of goal setting, right? The hierarchy of goal setting is that goals support a vision, And visions, you can have more than one vision, and there is no time limit on visions at all. So that's just the first thing you need to understand is that goals support a vision. So whenever you have a vision, something that you want to experience within a specific time frame, you have to then sit down and come up with a list of goals. The next thing that is important is you need to understand that tasks support goals, right? So as you list out the goals, for each goal you list out, you have to have tasks in order to put that goal into action, which is very key, right? The next thing I think is important is that without a doubt, you have to set milestones for accountability. So once you've created your goals, it's time to hold yourself accountable. And milestones are measurement markers or deadlines that you decide on, right? You decide what date you want to accomplish that goal and then what the milestones are for the task that you are, you are supporting that goal with, right? 
The other thing I think that a lot of women have trouble with and that I think is key is that oftentimes goals are not accomplished because we don't identify the challenges in accomplishing a task before putting them in our planner. So therefore, we just push things over to the next to the next week or the next month without looking at why can't I get this done, right? So oftentimes, a task is not completed because a challenge is presented and the solution was never thought about. So procrastination sets in. So we have to ask ourselves, when we create those tasks to support the goals, like in order to get this goal accomplished, this is what must be done, we have to identify whether or not there is a challenge to it. If there is, you've got to go find a solution to the challenge before you actually put the task on your planner. And last but not least, action, delegate, follow-up, okay? You must take action, you must delegate, you must follow up. Those three things are a package deal. They cannot be separated. Take action, delegate, and follow up. And so I encourage you on these five things as you move forward in setting your goals. Again, we're going to have some goal-setting webinars. We're going to have a lot of things to support you uh, during the month of January uh, as we help you to build your foundation for success for the new year. So I'm very, very excited about that. And if you have not, I want to repeat this, if you have not joined as a free member in Women About Biz, I want to encourage you to go ahead and do that, okay? Go ahead and go to womenaboutbiz.net and then click on join in the top menu bar and fill out the information for your free membership because uh, you will need that coming up in 2021 in order to access our blog system, to access some of the free things that we have offered for our lifetime free members, okay? Very, very key. I want to thank you guys for listening to me over this year of 2021. Know that I love you, and I am wishing nothing but the best for you for Uh, I'm sorry, I'm wishing nothing but the best for you for 2021, and I'm grateful that you listened in 2020. Let's all keep each other in our prayers as we move forward and pray that this COVID-19 gets better in our country. And I wish you abundance, so much abundance that you, you don't even know what to do with it, right? So, again, I I really want to say Happy New Year Thank you for being a listener of Successful Woman Radio and continue to have a positive mindset and belief that will support everything that you want to accomplish in your life and business. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.